Back Blue Shirts fans to episode number 147 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I am your host, John Chick. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code Locked On, and you will get $10 off of your first order. And we got a very, very special episode for you guys today. One of my favorite episodes, really, that we've ever done here. We're going to be joined in just a minute by Adam Denker of Locked On Lightning and Mr. Craig Stanton of Ice Hockey in Harlem. Adam and I basically team up here to interview Craig. Craig is with, like I said, Ice Hockey in Harlem, which is a nonprofit organization that works to improve the social and academic well-being of children from the Harlem community. And really, it goes well beyond the game of hockey. I mean, they get to participate in hockey. They learn the fundamentals of the game. There's a cool classroom session as well that is taught by Craig. But it goes well beyond that. It's about teaching life lessons and just kind of uh, opening up opportunities to kids who may not have necessarily had those opportunities without a great organization like Ice Hockey in Harlem. So uh, Craig can explain this better than anyone else can. Craig has been with the organization for many, many years, uh, worked as a coach, a classroom teacher, and as a member of the board. And he's also the program's spokesperson. So once again, a huge thanks to Craig for joining the show here with us and a big thanks to Adam Denker as well for setting this whole thing up because Adam is the one who kind of got in touch with ice hockey in Harlem and then kind of welcomed me into the fold as well. So I'm just kind of along for the ride on this one, but you know, I'm thrilled to reconnect with Adam and to talk to Craig about this wonderful organization. So uh, yeah, without any further ado, just going to go ahead and play our conversation. This is part one of a two-part interview with Craig, uh, just talking a little bit about ice hockey in Harlem. And then in part two, I don't know if we'll get to that today, but it'll it'll be out later this week. And we talk a little bit about uh, the upcoming Stanley Cup playoffs as well. So just a good time. Uh, I think all three of us really just had a blast doing this. And without any further ado, here is Adam and I's interview with Mr. Craig Stanton of Ice Hockey in Harlem. Enjoy. All right. Now I'm joined here with Locked On Rangers host, John Chick. John, how you doing? I'm doing great, Adam. How you doing tonight? Uh, I'm doing well. You know, we're all st- staying in there trying to figure out a way how to, you know, keep sane through all this non-hockey action. But good thing training camps are only a couple of weeks away. Yeah, amen. Looking forward to it. Yeah. So the reason I have, you know, John and I are doing this together is because we have a very special guest on, you know, it will be obviously on Locked on Lightning as well as Locked on Rangers. We have a very special guest that kind of teased it on my last episode. We'll be talking to uh, Ice Hockey in Harlem's Craig Stanton. Craig, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for uh, having me here, and uh, always, always happy to talk hockey and kids. <laughs> yeah, and part of the reason I have you on is uh, with everything going on in the country. I was obviously curious as to you know what kind of programs are out there to you know help some some kids in some areas and some communities that may not have the same resources as uh, others especially in the game of hockey. And of course yours popped up first in a Google search and me being from New York, I thought, you know, it wouldn't be right if I just didn't uh, get in touch with you and talk to you. And of course, incorporate John chick into this conversation. Sounds like a, sounds like a good recipe. Yes. So let's, (laughs) let's just uh, flip over your hockey or slash baseball card and let's just look at the, the stats right away. So you were basically how it all started hockey in Harlem. Starts in 1987 by Dave Wilk and 
uh, one of the founding members as well as one of your best friends, uh, Todd Levy. Uh, and you, let's just talk about how, you know, you, sure. you're, you're coming, you're in university of Syracuse and you're coming back to the city. How, how is, how did you end up, uh, working with ice hockey in Harlem? Well, Todd and Dave had, uh, uh, known each other from NYU and ice hockey in Harlem really began as a, a thesis, just, a, an idea. Um, that someone decided, wow, maybe this could really work. And that was Dave Wilk. And uh, with Todd by his side and also with the help in the early days of Pat Hickey, the former New York Ranger, um, that, was the, that was the genesis of Ice Hockey Harlem. Hey, this thing could really work. So called around, got some equipment donated from different people, literally, you know, putting things together, shin pads from this person, skates from that person. We had about 40 kids. And we had some ice in the northern uh, end of Central Park. There's a rink called Lasker. And that was how ice hockey in Harlem was born. You know, it, it was, you know, I always say ice grows in Harlem, right? A tree grows in Brooklyn. Well, we're growing ice in Harlem and uh, bringing a, a sport that in the late 80s, uh, nobody knew about, cared about. And, uh, you know, when I uh, got back from, from college, I was thrilled. And uh, Todd had said, this is right up your alley. And, you know, at first you start with coaching, you get on the ice. Um, and you start, you know, as a player, someone who's played hockey their whole career and loves it and to work with kids and share that gift, uh, for the, for, for our sport. And it was pretty, uh, pretty amazing because the first day I ever went, I remember a little, I think it was a seven year old said to me, he said, coach, I had the best time. Will you be here again next week? That's all I had to hear. I'm going to be there next week, the following week, every week thereafter, because these kids needed people that they could rely on. Um, and that's, that, that's, was the hook to me. And as I grew through the program over 30 years from coaching to then I became the chairman of the education committee. Um, and I started the whole West side projects uh, through the Abyssinian Baptist church. Also a uh, very famous uh, church here with Calvin uh, Reverend Calvin Butts. It was an amazing explosion of, of, of uh, an interest within the Harlem community uh, with hockey. And it was, you know, again, you know, these kids, we're now becoming superheroes, you know, wearing these, all this equipment and stuff. It gave them a great sense of, of pride and, and purpose. And these kids were also doing something so different than all of their friends. They felt special. They felt unique. That was a real hook I found uh, uh, at the beginning, which was really enticing that there was such, a, such an appetite uh, for this and a great desire on and off the ice from these kids. The Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That is why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. Once again, that is LockedOnPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. Just wanted to take a minute to let you guys know that today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Built Bar. It is the best tasting protein and energy bar that I have ever had. It's kind of hard to explain. You just have to experience it for yourself. It's got real chocolate, amazing flavors, and unlike a lot of other protein bars, energy bars, you don't need a gallon of water to get rid of that weird, funky aftertaste that sometimes comes with the other bars. It's just good, and it actually kind of tastes quite a bit like a candy bar. It has an amazing combination of low calories, high protein, and low sugar. There are no crazy additives, and if you compare it to the most popular men's bar, Cliff, it is half the calories, seven times fewer carbs, seven times fewer sugar grams, and more protein. How can it be that good and taste that good? I don't know. You just got to try it for yourself. 
Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off of your first box at BuiltBar.com. Once again, use promo code LOCKEDON and get $10 off your first box at www.BuiltBar.com. Obviously, one of the struggles whenever you're starting something from the ground up is trying to get people to join it, whether it's a program or a business or whatever the case may be. What was how did you go around really getting interest from the kids and having them enroll in the program? Well, I mean, that that was a challenge. How do you get this out and how do you have families you know, that want to uh, be a part of this? And of course, back then, Harlem was very different. I mean, when Ice Hockey in Harlem first started, you know, Harlem was was. There was, you know, bad stuff going on. There were syringes on the streets. The kids were lucky if they had one parent who was still alive. That parent wasn't on drugs or in jail or things like that. So it, it was, it was a, tough, a, tough, a tough sell to get off the ground. But we really relied on a lot of the local community centers throughout Harlem. Uh, they would help um, not just recruit the kids, um, but also, you know, kind of be in charge of doing some of the policing. So we didn't have to, you know, if the kid didn't go to class, he couldn't skate or this or that. So, um, and they kind of was, they, these community centers were a great liaison for us. And we went into these community centers. We would present all of the equipment, what we were about. Um, we would have our hockey knowledge series classes in these community centers where the kids and families were, were, were all welcome. And again, you know, it's a hundred percent free. Um, you know, nobody pays for, for, for anything. Um, and, uh, it took a few years and then word got around and, you know, word of mouth is the best, the best sales pitch you can get out there. So we started attracting more and more kids and, you know, we had 40 the first year just by piecemeal. And now we average about 250 kids per year. That, that's absolutely incredible. And I'm just going to pitch this question over to you, John. How, how rare is it to really find a program where not only they teach you a sport, but they teach you everything about the sport itself? You know, that's, that's something that I don't, in my personal experience, I've never found. I don't know about you, John. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, no, this is very unique. I mean, I've, I've never seen anything like this. This is uh, an exceptionally unique program that you guys have going there. And uh, one of the things that I wanted to ask you about, Craig, um, is uh, your hockey knowledge class that you teach to some of the kids. Um, and one of the things, there's, a, there's an article from uh, Emily Benjamin on NHL.com. She wrote it a little over a year ago. And uh, she describes your teaching uh, techniques. And I guess what you do, Craig, is you, um, you know, you'll ask them questions, and when they get it right, uh, you reward them with a uh, hockey trading card. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, that was kind of one of the teaching and behavioral tools that I started to incorporate. Again, I've, I've been in the program for 30 years, coaching uh, and teaching at one point. I did both for overlap. Then it was just kind of impossible time-wise uh, to do that all. But I, I love the teaching and I, I'm chairman of the committee on education and I basically helped develop this program, the curriculum. And it's unbelievable because we wanna teach the kids everything about this sport. They know nothing about it. If you're gonna play a sport, Besides the rules and the equipment, we talked about the history. The kids' favorite thing is they know that not only did hockey come from Northern Europe and how it got here and how we have Lord Preston Stanley Cup, but they love the fact that the first hockey puck was made of frozen horse doo-doo. Every <laughs> kid that has ever gone through this program, that's one of the three things I think they, they will never forget in their lives. But the whole thing about this is having them you know, learn the history, the pageantry, the players, the teams. 
and the conferences, how the playoffs work. Um, but we use hockey as a hook for a bunch of things, like geography. We talk so much about geography, where teams are. Listen, a lot of these kids don't know the Atlantic Ocean from the Pacific Ocean. I, I got to tell you. And, you know, we break it down give them real fun tools and things to remember this. But we use hockey to teach them things like geography. Like in the U.S., they have states. In Canada, they have provinces. What makes Quebec interesting? Oh, they speak French in that province. Oh, what's interesting about Ontario? Well, the Hockey Hall of Fame is there, and the capital is there, Ottawa. Ottawa senators. Oh, we have senators in our capital. That's Washington, right? Washington, D.C. We have senators, congressmen, the president lives there. So we try to tie in some other things there. Obviously, a big, big piece of the puzzle that we love is talking about, you know, when Black History Month comes up and, and Willie O'Ree, who's, you know, just been tremendous to us and has given so much inspiration to, to our kids over the years. But the hockey, the hockey card thing that I started was... You know, the, they get so excited. And I'm not going to give them stickers, but hockey cards, wow. And they don't even have to be, you know, this year. They could be from 10 years ago. They don't know. They love it. And the thing is, it's, it's a behavioral tool that I use as well. Each class, they get five cards upside down. You don't know what you get. You can't touch a card. You touch a card, you lose a card. But the more you participate, the more you answer questions, the more cards you get. If you're bad behavior, instead of putting you in the penalty box for 30 seconds, we'll take away a card. So you have a chance to keep those five cards that you started with or gain more or potentially lose them. And it's pretty amazing how you can uh, keep their attention <laughs> with, with, with some hockey cards. And then it's even better when we're talking about a player or, or a team, and then we ask them to turn the cards over after class, and they see, we talked about that player, we talked about this team. Um, so it kind of brings it all, all to life. And in the classes, we give them lots of cool handouts. You know, I want them to be listening and not sitting there writing. We want them to be absorbing, whether it be, you know, visual cues we give them uh, on the board or cool color handouts, always with logos and things like that. And a lot of these kids are artistic too. We want them to show their creativity. So we'll also ask them at one point to go home and design your own hockey team logo. Or if you don't want to do that, then write your favorite team's logo and draw it. And, you know, just kind of engage them. Uh, we even do that with uh, math, where uh, I'll, I'll give the kids a hockey catalog and ask them to go home, pick their favorite helmet, gloves, elbow pads, skates, et cetera, from top to bottom, write them all down, add them all up, and then you see how much your equipment is that you get for free. Teach them a little about responsibility. They're responsible for their equipment. So every kid that's in this program has to sign uh, a, a sheet of responsibility that they're responsible for their equipment. So, you know, it's important to, to instill that, you know, along with teamwork and sportsmanship and all those other important elements that, you know, team sports, hockey, and a program like ours should really be, you know, um, pushing through. And, uh, you know, it really, it really seems to, to, to resonate with the kids. Well, that's, that's, a, an incredible method to, to go about things. You know, <laughs> um, I, when I used to work with kids, I wish I kind of had that same method as well. Today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning, like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and have to wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? choosing the only brand his warehouse just happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store 
or new car dealership. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Yeah, so with the case of, you know, when you're building anything up from the from the bottom up, uh, you're going to go through, you know, a kind of a, I guess, you know, a hard phase when you when you first start out. But, you know, in eight, once the clock hits, the calendar hits 1988, things start to pick up. And a big reason for that is because, uh, uh, you know, one hockey player, you may have heard of him, John, uh, Wayne Gretzky. Came up hey. to visit the kids one day, and he did all right. he did all right. yeah, he did all right. He scored a couple of goals here and there. <laughs> couple here and there. And so, I just want to hear from you, Craig. What? How large is the impact even till today? Today, today, today. Yeah. It, is, it is literally. It's something people talk about on a daily basis. When Wayne and his entire LA Kings team came up and did a clinic with our kids in Harlem. I mean, it. it, it I mean, listen. We we talk about all thirty. Three, you know, we we always talk about Wayne, right? You know, his players, all his records, thirty-three, whatever records that he owns, and this and that. But that day that he came up there, really, I mean, talk about transcending. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's Michael Jordan coming to your ice, okay? And um, you know, when I I actually saw Wayne uh, the day after he retired, um, I was meeting him for something, uh, and I had mentioned to him. Uh, that I was there that day in Harlem. And he looked at me and he said, you were there? And I was like, yeah. He's like, that was the coldest day in my life. And I was <laughs> like, Wayne, you played in a barn in Western Alberta for 13 plus years. How are you going to tell me one day in Harlem? He's like, that was the coldest day ever. But he said it was one of the best days ever. So how did that, um, how did that even come about though? How, you got to tell the story of how, how this all happened. Well, you know, it, it, people were were hearing about us and they wanted to, to, to get uh, involved. And um, we had reached out uh, uh, to the Kings and had asked them, would they be interested when they were coming to New York uh, to, to do it? And uh, they thought it was a fantastic idea. And it was just like, wow, really? You know, sometimes you just take a shot and you kind of hope, mm-hmm. but everyone thought it, it, would, it would be a win-win for hockey. And that's how we pitched this. You know, Wayne being in, in LA was good for growing the sport in the US. And, you know, Wayne coming up to Harlem is going to be good for, you know, growing uh, urban markets like ours mm-hmm. uh, and, and building that interest. So it, it, listen, after him, the Rangers came up. I mean, we had Messier, Colin Campbell, when he was coaching, he brought the whole team up. Um, literally everybody, the bus pulled up several years with Richter and Leach and Messier and gravy train and all those guys. And it was, I mean, it's just it, the, the impact, not just on the kids, but on the families and showing that people care, you know, they, they, they care about what's happening in this little nook up in Harlem. It, it's amazing. The, the, the message that it sends and forget the kids, I mean, beyond, but, but look, we all know hockey players are pretty cool. I mean, these kids practice at Lasker Rink sometimes, and without even knowing it, there's an NHL team up there. It could be the Winnipeg Jets, could be whatever. 
and they these players will stop and sign an autograph for every single kid. That's why hockey players are cool. They'll give the kids their sticks, their jerseys. They are the like hockey players are I think the greatest athletes out there when it comes to like giving back. They really and uh, you know Gretzky being up there set a precedent that it was okay for other people to do this. If he can do it, everyone else can do it. So everyone you know wanted to. To, to, to kind of jump on that uh, and, and, and reach out to our program. And uh, listen, it's, again, it, it, the, the, the impact of that on these children is, I, I can't really explain it enough, the power of it. Um, so we're really thankful for that. And it's great that he remembers it like it was yesterday. <laughs> you know? I thought that was un, unreal. Yeah, and little did you know that only four years later, actually no, little maybe uh maybe six years later or so, uh, Rangers will be lifting a cup. How how big of a deal was that for your for your program as well? well you know, especially for the kids. Well, you don't know this. Here's the story about this. So uh, there's a, a a supporter. I think he volunteered for a while. It was a guy named Bryant McBride who was at the NHL at the time. And Brian's a great guy. He's behind, uh, he, he put together the whole Willie O'Ree documentary movie that you probably have seen on ESPN mm-hmm. and this other things to help. And he spearheaded Willie getting into the Hall of Fame. Well, Brian and I were talking and I said, look, um, when, not if, but when the Rangers win the Stanley Cup uh, this year, we were in the finals against Vancouver. We, they were in the finals against Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, my son's middle name is Ranger, so I kind of feel connected to them. Um, uh, and I said, I said, look, can you get ice hockey in Harlem to march in the parade, you know, somewhere on rollerblades or something and be great, this or that. Long story short, obviously they win. And he's like, look, I love your idea. It shows the diversity of hockey, which I said him. And he started the whole diversity task force at the NHL, which kind of moved into hockey's for everyone kind of thing. And um, I, I swear to you, the most outer body experience I ever had, I can imagine for these kids, ice hockey in Harlem, and I had my camcorder going, marched right behind the captain's float in the Canyon of Champions that June day. That we month. weren't in the back of the bus. We weren't in the back of the bus. We were literally right behind the captain's float with the cup and Messier and Leach and Keenan. It was it, with three million people lining the sides of the streets. Ice hockey in Harlem marched. We were front and center right behind. It was an insane experience for the kids. And obviously, Hockey, as you know, in the city, John, it was, I mean, it's crazy, right? Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. 50 years of, of, of pain and suffering, 54 years, excuse me, pain and suffering. But this city was psychotic. You know, I mean, it, it, was, it, it was unreal. So, yeah, that, that helped grow hockey the same way the Miracle on Ice helped grow hockey in 1980 in the United States. And, and let's, let, Miracle Hockey is one of the most important subjects I, I devote a whole class to that, and I get all emotional because that was a powerful moment as a as a hockey player and a sports fan, an American sports fan of what that meant, and try to get a, a an eight and a nine year old kid to kind of understand really what it meant and what was happening in the world, and you know David versus Goliath and who David and Goliath were. But um, yeah, ninety four was uh, was unbelievable, and to be part of the parade was just you know a highlight of ice hockey home as much as Gretzky was. I'm gonna have to look back at uh, you know that parade and watch it on YouTube all over again. Look for you guys at this point now. Well, it, 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 we are right behind, and our we got our sign, you know, big giant sign across, and it was it was pretty special. Yeah, yeah. that that's absolutely incredible. <laughs> I mean, I think every listener that is listening to this right now, uh, 
is probably super jealous of Craig Stanton and everything that he's done with ice hockey in Harlem, including probably the two hosts that are interviewing you right now. Uh, that, that is insane. Like just to, just to go yeah. from all of that, just to, and then you're behind Messier and all the other guys in the, yeah. in the parade is, yeah. is incredible. All right. Once again, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Ice Hockey in Harlem, really just a wonderful organization. Like I said in the intro, we're going to have part two of our conversation with Mr. Craig Stanton a little bit later this week. So once again, you know, a big thanks to Adam Denker for looping me in here, uh, allowing me this opportunity to join the conversation and, and talk with Craig Stanton and, you know, just discuss everything that he does with Ice Hockey in Harlem and everything that the program is all about and everything that they hope to achieve. And really, again, just tremendous stuff there. I think the world probably needs a few more organizations like Ice Hockey in Harlem really just doing great stuff there. So uh, like I said, yeah, we will have part two of our conversation later this week, but that will do it for today. If you'd like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. And be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Now go ahead and tell your smart device to play the latest edition of Locked On NHL. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.